Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, we tend to be passionate about things we're good at. We enjoy activities that come naturally to us. But where being passionate and skilled is not always enough to create a thriving business or become an accomplished leader. The most successful business owners and leaders take their passion and enhance it by continuing to learn and develop their strengths. To make any venture flourish, you must consistently move forward. And that includes investing in yourself today and in your future. So let me take you back to 2005 to 2007. That was the first and only time I was an employee instead of being a 1099 independent contractor working on straight commission. Now, I remember receiving my contract and there were some mistakes that needed to correct, which I'm sure were truly mistakes, but that's a story for another day. Anyway, I started in my new role and I was receiving a guaranteed paycheck every other week for the first time ever. What a new phenomenon. Well, it was great to see that automatic deposit. It also sent mixed messages to me. No matter what anyone did, they were paid. If they didn't do anything more than requested, they were paid. And if they did more than anyone else, they were paid. So good or bad behavior would yield the same results. And if you showed up early or you stayed late, yup, you got it, you were paid. And there wasn't a way to increase what you earned by sales or production or anything else. Now, when I realized that this was not the right space for me, I decided to resign. And that was after two years and a lot of soul searching. Now, anyone that works in a corporate environment knows that when you resign, the end result is very different than if you were laid off, downsized, or even fired. Resigning can be translated into two words, no severance. And that was what I received. 
Now, trying to decide what the next steps for me were trickier than deciding to resign. What was I going to do? What was I passionate about? And how was I going to figure this all out? For the first time, I was truly on my own. No spouse, my children were grown, no one to talk this over with. And on the other side of the situation was I could finally do something that I probably never really did. I thought of me first and I decided to invest in myself. Who knew how that would affect my future? Well, I hired my first business coach and that was when my eyes were open to possibilities that I never even imagined. I would not be where I am today without my business coach, Doreen Rainey, who also happened to be my first female mentor. She helped me create my company, write a book, and develop the confidence to tell my story whenever I could. Now, although women often are reluctant to invest in themselves, I can't recommend it highly enough. Investing in yourself doesn't have to sound like I had to take out a second mortgage on my home to do that. It can simply mean you've decided to take the steps to make your future brighter and see the opportunities in front of you. Now, I knew I needed a business coach who would not let me get away with my nonsense and self-sabotage whatever would present itself to me, because I've done that too many times before to myself. Doreen was perfect for me, and yes, I did invest financially in her services. Now, one of the other experts I chose to add to my team was my financial planner. Let me say, when I mention my team, it's really me, myself, and I, but I know that when I need to bring someone in, they're part of my team, whether as a consultant, a part-time person, or on a retainer. It all depends on what you need and when. Now, my financial planner was really an advisor to me. She told me what I needed to look for, look out for, and make sure I had. Her advice was critical because here I was jumping into a new chapter of my life with no real parachute. Remember the two words I mentioned? No severance. That made a big difference in what I had, what I needed, and what I wanted. Investing in yourself is extremely powerful. And here are some benefits that you can receive when you do invest in yourself. The first is you're letting people know that the way you treat yourself is the way they should treat you. Respect is earned. Once others see that you respect yourself, you can earn theirs as well. The next is you know what you need better than anyone else because you don't have to wait for anyone else's approval of how to care for you. Then you're demonstrating that you prioritize who and what's really important to you. You also become a magnet attracting the right people and opportunities into your life. You know what's right for you and what isn't. You become unafraid to say no to your deal breakers and you don't compromise your values or your integrity. When you take care of yourself first, you'll accomplish and enjoy more professionally and personally. By eliminating negativity in your life, you'll have more time and energy to complete the projects that can help you propel yourself and your business to the next level. How about even building your personal brand? Now, in case you don't know ways to invest yourself, here's just a few. First is set goals. Learn how to set personal and business goals for yourself. Then listen to your intuition because you can show yourself love by trusting your gut and honoring the message that it's sending. Also invest time in your creativity because it allows you to be inspired, have fun, and appreciate the beauty in the world. Invest in building your confidence because developing an understanding of the value you possess and offer others is a truly great investment. How about reading some educational books because that's a way to have a great resource to build your knowledge or attend seminars and workshops to expand your knowledge. Please take care of your health because exercise gives you the energy to take on the day with confidence because of how it makes you look and feel. And then choose to be happy because happiness is a choice. Happy people choose to focus on the positive aspects of life rather than the negative. And finally, invest in a coach. A coach can assist you in putting all of those strategies into action. Because remember, taking care of yourself is the best selfish thing that you can do. And believe me, it's not being selfish. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. When we come back, you'll hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about business growth and external growth because it's all dependent on how you change yourself, build your brand, 
and make sure you do invest in yourself. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we will be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Now it's time for my guest, Julie Fouch. I am super excited. When Julie decided she needed to take her coaching business seriously, she hired a high-end coach and learned to market like a man. She doubled and tripled her income in less than a year, but felt drained, uninspired, and restless. Urged by spirit, she embraced her essential womanness and birthed a new way, the art of feminine marketing. Today, Julie teaches female coaches, teachers, and healers who are frustrated with traditional marketing how to build six-figure businesses through the art of feminine marketing. Julie's clients report having clearer vision of their divine purpose, greater passion for their work, the skills to be attracting the perfect clients, and are being paid well for their gifts. She received her coach certification in 2006 from the Coaches Training Institute, and she served on boards of numerous nonprofits. She was also named Woman of the Year by the Professional Women's Network of the Monterey Peninsula in 2013. So welcome to the show, Julie. I am super excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Excellent. So let's start with the discussion of the day, investing in yourself. What do you think about that? Oh, I love that. And I love everything you said about that. We're in the middle of this pandemic thing. And I did my live event, which is where I enroll all of my base income for the year. I enroll in a year-long event. And I did it just before everything hit. And when I went to enroll, people said, I don't know where I'm going to be in a month, much less a year. I can't enroll. And so I did what you do when all of a sudden things are changing. And I actually went and hired a new mentor, which I haven't done in about a year and a half. And so I truly believe, and I said to my husband, I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't the best time. And he looked at me and he said, that's always when you hire somebody. And what happens is your business and your income always grow when you do it, which I loved that he reflected that back to me. And I thought that's really true. When things get tough, I go looking for help. And most people and most women would be like, oh, I have to clamp down. I have to tighten up. I can't like, right now is not the time to spend money. But for me, that's always the time. When things get tough, go hire a new mentor. And don't hire like the cheapest one you can get. (laughs) I did that once. It didn't work out well. Yeah. Um, 
And it was so cute because I really wanted to support somebody who was going through the coach's training. And so I hired somebody who was in coach's training and I would get off the phone with her and I'd go, I tricked you. It's like, I'm sorry, I tricked you through that whole thing. I'm the slippery list client. I, I'm sure she learned a lot. But <laughs> any good. Because <laughs> I was like, I understand that question, not answering that. So you did the same thing I did. You have to find somebody that won't let you get away with the nonsense and won't let you self-sabotage and won't let you manipulate your way out of it because I did the same thing. So did you finally find the right person? I did. I've actually had several really good mentors and I follow my heart. Mm -hmm. So people will think that it's all about figuring it out. But what I discovered is that the body has so much more wisdom about making decisions. Now your head is designed to collect the information and to store data. That's all you should be doing with your head. And then your body, whether it's your heart or your gut or another part of your body, your womb, that's designed to help you make decisions. And if you can learn to listen to your body, your decision-making becomes not only easier, but more correct for you. So at one point, I was interviewing four different coaches. I was looking for a new coach. I had hit an income level and also, I think, a level of remembering wisdom, and then I had stopped. And so I was looking for a new coach, and I interviewed four, and I immediately knew that two of them were not right. Still loved these women. I think they're amazing, but they weren't right for me. And I was going back and forth between the other two. And at one point, I just had this moment where my heart went, oh, this is who I want to work with. And there was no logic to it at all. But I knew that was the right decision. Well, you know, but it's it's like walking into a home when you're trying to buy a house and you walk in, you say, this is not my house. And then the next one you walk in and go, this is my home. You just Mm -hmm. know it. You just know it. Do you always listen to your gut? Yeah. For me, though, it's more heart than gut. Mm -hmm. So little different definition of where in my body I feel it. Mm -hmm. But you listen to something. But I listen to my body. I do listen to my body. And I know that when I listen to my head, I get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm old enough to have figured that out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and, And part of my design is I always say I need 24 to 48 hours so that I can go through waves of emotion to that place where I can actually feel it. Because I've got to let my head quiet down, collect Mm -hmm. all the information, and then my head has to quiet down. And then I've got to be in my body for a little bit. And especially with big decisions, I have to be in my body. And then I know. It's really interesting when you start making decisions from that place. And you can start with small stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, are we going to have pork chops? Are we going to have chicken for dinner? And feel what your body is telling you. Interesting. I think that that's another reason to really start paying attention to your body and making sure your body is healthy. You know, if you're sick, if your body is not in the right shape, it's harder to get the messages through. I totally agree. And I do. I love the fact that you give yourself permission to take the 24 to 48 hours. So I want to switch gears for a second. I'm a big snoop. I look at everybody's website. I love to see what's going on. I always pick out these really interesting things. But there was one thing that really like shot out at me. What does this phrase mean to you? Girls aren't good enough. Oh, that is my core wound. And when I was growing up, 
I'm the oldest of five kids. I have two brothers and two sisters. And my brothers were encouraged to work. My brothers worked at our family gas station. I wasn't allowed to. My brothers were sent out in the winter to shovel off the roofs of, we lived in a resort. So they shoveled off all of the vacation homes to keep the roofs from collapsing. And then they'd send bills to the owners and they'd get paid for that. A lot of money. But I was never encouraged to do that. And as a matter of fact, in high school, I had to make sure my brother's chores were done before I went to my high school job. And my dad later said, well, I raised my boys to get along in the world. And I raised my girls to be taken care of mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with this idea that my brothers were more important, that boys were more important, that boys could get along in the world. And for the first half of my adult life, that really resonated in me that girls aren't enough, that as a girl, I was defective, I was missing something. But what happened as a result of that wounding experience is I developed all kinds of skills to disprove it. So I developed huge leadership skills to disprove that girls were not important. I know how to build community because of that. I know how to do ritual because ritual was one of the ways that I used to empower myself. I really connected with spirit and with source as a way of validating who I was. And I built a successful business in part to prove that, hey, I am good enough. So it's like the wounding experience really pushed me into developing a whole lot of really great skills. But I find so many women who have that same wounding experience, and then we have to take that, we have to mold it into what are the skills you use, because those are the skills that will help you in really serving your tribe of people that you're meant to serve. Okay, so did you ever hear a wise woman once said that when you go back to when you were little, five or six-ish or somewhere over there, something that happened to you then brings you to where you are now, which is exactly what happened to you then, because I have the same kind of story, but not exactly the same. And I feel like when I was reading about you and, and finding more information about you, I felt like we were kindred spirits, like separated at some point. Not a, We were born together, but then we just separated. You went one way, I went the other, but we ended up in the same space because I was told, I'm not good enough. Girls don't do this, blah, 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 blah. And what do I do today? Girls do do this. Girls do do that. And it's the same thing that you're doing. And so when you think about it, you go through these things for a reason. You don't know about it. Mine was decades later, obviously, but we both know that Women are more than enough. They are all like, you know, amazing creatures. And if we just believe it ourselves and go back to what that was in the beginning and try to rewind those tapes, we would be in a much more calm and interesting place than constantly going back and having to say, okay, I am good enough. But I still do that to myself. I still rewind my tapes and I still go, I am really good enough. I'm pretty awesome, actually. I think there's a whole healing that takes place. And I don't think we ever stop that process. Mm -hmm. So I'll still find myself getting triggered and I have to go and I have to pay attention to that little girl who still lives inside me Mm -hmm. and let her know that she is perfect just the way she is. Right. And when I do that, then I can come back out as the grown up, capable me and do what needs to be done. 
Exactly. But if I push that away or I try and hide it or I try and fight against it, that becomes center stage. I'm much less effective at everything I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the skills when we talk about the art of feminine marketing, there's the marketing piece, but there's also the skill of how do I emotionally take care of the parts of me that were wounded? How do I reintegrate the parts of me that I pushed into shadow that I'm keeping hidden from the world? Because that takes a lot of energy away from doing your work in the world. So we bring those parts back in, we take care of those parts, they're happy, and we get to do our work. Absolutely. And do you know when I shared my story publicly for the first time? I did a TED Talk. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's when I shared it. That's the first time I shared it. Was not sure I was going to get through it. But that's what I'm saying. If we really think that we are these amazing people, yeah, we have to heal. We probably never will 100% heal, but it forces us to do the things that are bigger than us, but are great. My next question to you was really about the art of feminine marketing. So what does that mean? And how do we take all these incredible things that we have and share them with the world or even our immediate world? Yeah. In the art of feminine marketing, we started looking at the nature of what is feminine and what is masculine. Mm -hmm. And we all have feminine and masculine in us, right? We all have those energies living in us. But what we've been taught to do in business is to suppress our feminine and to lead with the masculine. So find a problem, create a solution, drive, 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 and push, 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 push. And I remember when I first started my business, it was like, man, you get started at 8 a.m. every single day. And because you're in business for yourself, then you're going to work till 6 or 7 p.m. Because this is the first few years you've got to do that, right? It was that kind of drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, one of my mentors said to me once, you know, the masculine in its lowest energy is a bully. And we bully ourselves in business. And what happens is adrenal fatigue, breast cancer, exhaustion, all of those diseases come up because we've bullied ourselves. So when we operate out of the feminine We begin in that creative space. We begin by connecting with source, universe, God, whatever that is for you. We pace it at a pace that fits our rhythms. So women don't ramp up and go straight across. Women are very secular. We know that in our own bodies. So what's the rhythm that fits for you? Which week of the month are you more productive? Well, in that week, that's your sales week. And then when are you the least energetic? That's your week for tuning in and doing excellent self-care and really listening to messages from source and creating and designing and being in the mix and allowing yourself to not always be go, 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 go. Right. So we have this idea, if I'm not like out there doing a client call or producing something or doing something, then we're not working. In the feminine, the feminine reveals herself. So you have to have that downtime. You have to have that time to create new ideas because new ideas come from your feminine energy. New solutions come from your feminine energy. The feminine is the creative. The feminine is the connection. You've got to spend time there if you're going to be a leader. Now, you can take somebody else's formula and somebody else's work and you can just imitate them 
And you can be successful at that, but you're never going to be a leader. You're never going to reach the upper edges of what's possible for you unless you allow yourself the spaciousness to be creative. And when you think about, you know, even the process of giving birth, it takes nine months. Right. Well, nine and a half. For some of us, even longer. Some of those babies even longer. <laughs> yeah, they're not fully cooked yet. <laughs> I had one that, that just didn't want to come out. He was like, no, I'm comfortable here. <laughs> yeah. All right, so but, let me ask you a question. What does it mean to be dangerously different? That's a really great question. So dangerously different women dare to do things their own way. We are handed these formulas about how to be successful. And the formulas are great, but the formulas need your own twist. And it's scary because if you are doing it your way, nobody else has done it that way. You don't know if it's going to work or not. You're out there with a machete, you know, whacking away the weeds and you're not sure what you're going to find. And that again is leadership. It's not about doing it exactly the way somebody else has done it. It's about taking the formulas, taking the business strategies and saying, what's right for me here? Is it right for me to follow this path? And I'll give you an example. When I was putting together my live event a couple of years ago, and I had this really wonderful mentor, and she said to me, she laid out the formula, and she's like, you're doing, when are you doing your webinars? I said, I don't do webinars. She said, you should try. So I said, okay. And I took that, and I went into meditation with it, and I went, okay, I talked to my business. I, I, have, I talked to the energy in my business and I said, okay, mentor says webinars and my business said no. And I'm like, what? Wait, my business told me do more Facebook live. Do not do a webinar. Whenever I've done webinars, it has just been like my whole body contracts. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it's not successful for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's knowing that and knowing that about myself and then being able to take that formula and go, okay, how do we want to turn this on its head so it is successful for me? How does my business want me to operate? I will also do that when I'm in an enrollment period. In meditation, I'll say to my business, what is it that we need to do today? And sometimes I'll get names. My business will say, contact these three people. They need to be in this program. Sometimes my business will tell me today, work on something else. You need to take your mind off of this. And sometimes my business is like, oh, we need to write eight emails today. And that's when the masculine can come in. That's when the doing part really shines because the inspiration comes from my connection to source and my connection to the energy of my business not from some outside voice that says you are in business, therefore you should be doing these things, but from that inner place of connection. And then my divine masculine comes in and goes, yes, a to-do list. I can knock those things off. (laughs) Things happen easier. They're faster. They're more inspired and they have better results than if I had come into the day and said, I can't meditate today. I've got 18 things on my to-do list and you know, I need to knock them off. Before I go on a walk and, you know, stand on Mama Earth and any of that, I've got to knock these things off the list. That is energy. That is bullying myself. That is driving me in a way I don't want to be driven. If I take the time to do the connection, then that 18 things can still get done. Just differently. Much easier. Yeah. The energy is different. Yeah. And people 
when you are doing marketing, when you are doing sales, when you are in front of people, people feel the energy first. Absolutely. If you're in a, that kind of bully energy, they're not going to want to work with you. Absolutely. I totally agree. I would just remember when I started and, and my manager who was male said to me, don't get comfortable with people, get in, get out and get the check. And I'm thinking that is so not me. There's not even a chance I could even do that. But you know, that was his, that's how they did it. And all the men did really well with it. Very transactional. When people want to hire you, when people want to know more about you, how do you respond to why Julie? Oh, that's such a good question. And it's really funny because the first thing that pops into my head is, well, the first thing is they have to be invited in. Like I don't take anybody into my programs. So we do an interview and we have a feel for it. But one of the things that I really look for is women who have a similar wound to mine. And the reason for that is because I know how to transform that wound and I know how to transform it into your most attractive marketing. And if I don't feel that resonance, if we don't have the same wounding, I know I'm not the right person in order to help the person. I want somebody who really can take my stuff and build on it and build their own way. I say to people, if you're working a formula and it works for you and you love it and you're not willing to change, I'm not the right coach for you. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to be in exploration, if you're willing to be a little uncomfortable and step outside your comfort zone, if you're willing to try new things, and if you're willing to be in the mucky muck of finding your own way through, because sometimes it is a little muck, mm-hmm. and I can see on the other side. And I really do. When I talk to the people who I'm meant to serve, I see their full-blown highest and best business as it's built. Because I have that site, because I spent a lot of time developing this ability to see what's not shown and to hear what's not said, and I can move forward along their timeline and see that, I can pull them forward into that. Now, they still have to do the work. And sometimes I'll talk to somebody, they're not willing to do the work, and I know I'm not the right person for them. Right, right. That makes total sense. It's the same thing when somebody's, oh, yeah, I tried that. Mm-hmm. I tried it. Mm-hmm. Tried it once. Didn't work. Tried it. It's the same thing. Why, why start with someone that you know you can't possibly help because they don't want to help themselves and you don't want it more for them than they do. So that's the hard part. That's the hard part. So how can our listeners get connected with you and learn more about you and their higher purpose and everything that is available to them through what you do? So the best way would be to join us in our Facebook group, Feminine Marketing Magic. We do tons of really fun stuff in there. We have lots of challenges. I'm in the process of interviewing every member so that they get to know each other. And I talk a lot about money in there and being in the right relationship with money to receive more of it, how to be in your marketing. So that's a really fun way. You can also find me on my website and download the free gift, which is the Art of Feminine Marketing Guidebook. And the website is juliefouch.com. Fouch has a T at the end, but I know you'll put that in the show notes. So (laughs) you don't have to worry about the silly spelling. In July, my book, Love-Based Feminine Marketing, is coming out. So really excited for the book to come out and people to to be able to really sink into this material. That's awesome. And we'll make sure that we push that out as soon as it's available. You have to let us know. Oh, thank you. We will. 
Well, Julie, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. There's so much information that you have. And like I said, I feel like we are kindred spirits. I'm excited to stay connected and create some adventures together. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. You will never go broke by investing in yourself. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.